The Sword in the Stone Long, long ago, when knights battled fearlessly with dragons and wizards and witches lived in the depths of the forest, when there was magic and mystery in the air and kings and queens ruled the land. Every man worth his weight in armour was tested to see if he was brave enough to become knighted King of the Britons. One cold and snowy Christmas morning, the villagers were safely tucked up at home in front of their warm fires, when something very peculiar happened. In the courtyard of the cathedral, there suddenly appeared a blacksmith's anvil sitting upon a huge stone. Nobody knew how it had come to be there. Upon finding it, the villagers looked at each other in disbelief how had this strange object gotten here? Even stranger still was that the anvil had a sword stuck into it and the words were carved right around it saying, whoever pulls this sword from this place shall be crowned as the rightful king of the Britons. Many a proud and snooty lord stepped forward and tried to pull the sword out of the mysterious anvil believing that surely they would be the one to be chosen to rule the land. But as much as they heaved and sweated and grunted and pulled and pulled and pulled, all of them walked away disappointed. Everyone was dumbfounded. Almost a week passed and still no lord could heave the sword from the stone. It was almost time for the New Year's Eve jousting festival and still, the anvil stood on the stone in the courtyard, with the sword sticking out of it, sparkling in the winter sunshine. Now, every year, brave knights came to the capital city from all over the kingdom to ride against each other in the New Year's Eve jousting festival. It was the ultimate contest of bravery, and the knights liked to show off their skills to the huge crowds that would gather there. This particular year, Sir Ector's son, Sir Kay, would joust for the very first time. Sir Ector's younger son, Arthur, was also going along as Sir Kay's squire. He wished he was old enough to joust in the competition, but for now he would have to be content with helping his older brother to do his best in the festival. Sir Ector and his sons lived in the furthest corner of the kingdom, so far away from the capital city that news of the strange anvil hadn't even reached them. After three days of riding their horses with all their bags and heavy armour, they at last saw the towering cathedral spire and the bright fluttering flags of the jousting field in the distance. Suddenly, a terrible thing happened. Sir Kay put his hand down by his side to pat his trusty sword. And there was nothing there. My sword! Sir Kay gasped. It's gone! Arthur turned quite pale with horror. It was a squire's job to make sure that a knight was properly equipped. Now his brother had no sword and he felt quite guilty. Oh no! We must have left it at the lodging house we stayed at last night. He groaned. Don't worry, Kay. I'll dash back and fetch it. 
Before anyone could argue, Arthur had turned his horse around and was galloping at full speed back down the road. There wasn't a second to lose. When Arthur arrived back at the lodging house, he hunted high and low in every nook and cranny. But there was no sign of Sir Kay's sword anywhere. Arthur's heart pounded. What am I going to do? He groaned to himself. My brother won't be able to enter his first New Year's joust after all, and it's all my fault. Empty-handed, Arthur raced his horse towards the city once more, wondering how he was going to break the bad news to his brother. He was almost at the jousting field when he galloped past the cathedral courtyard and saw the sword sticking out of the anvil upon the stone. Arthur reined in his panting horse to take a closer look. Well, this is very odd indeed, he thought. Who would leave their sword unguarded? There was nobody about. Everyone was at the jousting competition. Arthur was in a conundrum. He knew the sword did not belong to him, but without it, his brother could not enter the competition. Surely the sword won't be missed if I borrow it just for a little while, he thought. I promise I'll bring it back later, Arthur promised out loud to nobody in particular. He hopped down from his horse and dashed over the snow, jumping up on the stone and grasped the sword. It slid out of the anvil as easily as a foot from a slipper. Arthur gazed at the mighty jewelled blade in his hands. This is the most magnificent weapon I've ever seen. Sprinting back to his horse, he leapt into the saddle and arrived at the jousting field just as the first fanfares were being trumpeted. Sir Kay was absolutely astonished at the magnificent weapon that his younger brother had handed him. He and his father had just heard all about the mysterious anvil from the other knights at the jousting competition and Kay realised at once where the beautiful sword must have come from. See, father, he cried over the crowds, brandishing the sword over his head. You know what this means? I must be the new king of the Britons. Sir Ector came running up at once and grasped the sword from Kay's hands. Surely it cannot be, he murmured, taking it from Kay and examining it in wonderment. I have never in all my years seen a weapon like this. He looked at Kay sternly and demanded, Son, how have you come by this sword? Kay's face fell. Arthur brought it to me, he mumbled. Sir Ector's face was serious as he turned to his younger son. Who pulled this sword out of the anvil and gave it to you? He quizzed Arthur. No one, stammered Arthur nervously. I pulled it out of the stone myself. I was going to put it back. Honest, I just wanted Kay to enter the competition. Sir Ector took Arthur by the arm to the cathedral and into the courtyard, and a huge and excited crowd followed hot on their heels. Oh no, Arthur groaned. Am I in big trouble? They reached the anvil in the town square. Put the sword back where you found it, son, Sir Ector told Arthur. All right, shrugged Arthur, wondering why no one was yet accusing him of stealing. 
Surely Hector would soon announce a horrible punishment. Arthur sighed. He climbed onto the stone and thrust the sword back into the anvil. He turned back to Sir Hector, ready to be severely reprimanded. But to Arthur's astonishment, Sir Hector didn't utter a word. He just climbed up onto the stone himself and tried to pull the sword out again. After several efforts, huffing and puffing and gasping for breath, Sir Hector gave up. He stood back, wiping his brow. Now you try, Kay, he instructed his eldest son. Sir Kay heaved at it with all his might, but the sword didn't budge an inch. Now show us how you did it, my boy, said Sir Hector to Arthur, his voice trembling slightly. A huge crowd had gathered to watch the scene, and everyone held their breath as Arthur stepped up to the anvil. As he pulled the sword out effortlessly, an almighty cheer erupted. And from that moment on, the young boy Arthur, who wasn't even a knight, the young boy who had travelled across the country to help his brother in a jousting game, was crowned King of the Britons and would go on to be a just and righteous leader for many, many years to come. <laughs>